Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, your favorite layman, Jackie P. And I'm here with my co-hostess, with the mostest, Doc Mock. Doc Mock, how are you today? I am so good. I mean, you know, th- this house is crazy right now. Um, it's the Halloween season, so we have a graveyard out front. And we also have like all kinds of crazy construction going on inside here. So thankfully, this background is shielding me. But, you know, Jackie P, I, I feel so lucky during this Halloween season to be sharing my time with the scary good talent of, of yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is good. I like that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. You know what? It's, it scares me how much I love seeing your face, you know, (laughs) it brings me joy. It makes me happy. And you know what? The great thing about our, our virtual backgrounds is that it's Halloween theme, you know? So exactly. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's perfect. Uh, you know, the colors are in theme. Absolutely. Colors are in theme and you know, we're here folks. Today is going to be an, a, a, I think, an interesting, fun episode. We're going to bounce around a bit. It's been a while since Doc Mock and I have been able just to connect and talk and chat and you know gab. Uh, so we're going to be our guests, our own guests. Yeah, today, you know? I feel like we've been cheating you guys of the the Jackie P Doc Mock banter because like yeah. it's just pure gold, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know what? We've been cheating ourselves. Yeah. We're not having this one on one time, you know? Yeah. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. You know, we were thinking like, oh, you know, it's Halloween. 
right? Let's talk about some some sca- the scary things we see out in the world, right? And and for me, and I don't know if you would agree, Doc Mock, some of the scariest things I see out there is misinformation, right? Yes. Just yes. people seeing things on social media or online uh. and just I read it. I'm like, how can I make sure no one looks at this, right? Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about some of the spooky myths out there. But first, I wanted to check in and, and see how you've been holding up, right? It's been a new year. We haven't talked about our fitness journeys in a while. So let's check in there. And yeah. I think we both have some new philosophies that we should maybe share with the folks. Yeah. You know, Jackie P, I can like think back to my time in college, right? And and most college kids listening out there, I think our listenership is a little bit older, but you know, you can you can think back to college and everybody remembers the bro split in the gym, right? So one day you're doing bi- biceps and back, and one day you're doing triceps and chest. And so that has sat with me throughout my entire fitness journey here up until recently when I feel like I've seen the light over the last like you know, six months or so, I've been doing this program, um, which I've worked on through scientific research, and I've actually implemented it with a few of my clients and and coached a few people um, that I work with through this program. And and I feel like it's pure gold because, you know, it's not self-promoting, not a fitness trainer, but like this program just activates all the different scientific systems within your biochemistry. You know, when we're starting to train Jackie P, we initiate one of our systems and we burn up a lot of our um, creatine as a primary fuel source. And once that's exhausted, we start to need power, right? We've talked about this on our mitochondrial episode, ATP is power, right? Adenosine triphosphate. We use different ways to stimulate this system. And so, you know, I think through um, anaerobic exercise and then alternating that with different um, levels of high intensity interval training, you really can activate all of these different systems and elevate objective biomarkers, um, which we talked about really early on, I think episode eight in our biomarker um, or our bioactive training tracking episode. So, you know, I think that um, for the listeners out there, you know, the important thing is to be a scientist, right? We, we kind of preach that time and time again, that whatever exercise regimen you may subscribe to, that you need to create some sort of objective measure of how you're performing. And, and Jackie P, I, I don't know what you use, but I use power output as my, my objective measure that I'm training with. And additionally, on my fitness watch here, and then I've also used different rings like the Aura Ring. We don't get you know money from Aura Ring. You can track your VO2 max, which is a really good measure of athletic performance. And I've seen over time doing this program that I'm doing that not only does my power output go up, but my VO2 max has skyrocketed as well. So Jackie P, tell me what 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 you think about that. Well, that's well, one that's pretty cool. I think. Of course, I always what I like about you, Doc Mock, is that no matter what you do, you cannot help but be a nerd about it. (laughs) (laughs) Such a nerd. And I mean that, and and that's an endearing, you know. I don't want, you know, yeah. Uh it just like there's always like a very 
you know, there's a scientific method with everything you do. And I really appreciate it because it makes me think about how I measure things and how I approach implementing a change in my nutrition or fitness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's great. You know, and one thing I like to give you kudos is that you're always learning and you're always looking to improve, right? Um, We all have our, you know, our workouts or our our nutrition regimens, and they may work great for us, but I always had the philosophy that you can always do a little bit better, right? If you could, you could find a 1% increase, that's, you know, that's a win. Um, So yeah, one, I need to figure out how to do this VO2 max thing, right? And I think that's, that's really cool. Uh, But two, I, I would say I agree. I have been taking a similar change in my fitness um but for different reasons i have a three-year-old who is i mean he gets bigger every time i see him in the morning when he wakes up and uh <laughs> i you know uh the last podcast you know i made this joke about pre-nitro where like you know pregnant woman should be working out with like a a, a 10 pound you know bag of rice but you know my son is over 40 pounds so I literally have a functional, like the first 10 minutes of my workout is functional. I take 50 pound dumbbells. I walk around with them. I pick them up. I, you know, I put them down, pick them up just so I can get used to throwing out that weight, throwing around that weight. Because one day, a couple months ago, I went to pick him up. And you know, when you go to pick up something and it's heavier than you thought it would be. And like, I stopped halfway and I had a rally to get him all the way up. And I'll tell you, as a father who worships the ground his son walks on, it bothered me. And I mean, I I can squat, I bench press, I could shoulder press. I mean, I can curl like 60 pounds. Like, I was like, but I want to make sure that I can pick up my son until I'm 90 years old. I don't care. So nice. my my yeah. workout philosophy has been just more functional as well. And I'll share some folk with the folks that I've been having degenerative hip, G- degenerative hip issues and working out now is more about maintaining my mobility and my range of motion. And I tell you, I've gotten a whole new just respect for just stretching. You know, yep. there's a, there's a stretching machine at my gym or it's not a machine. It's like this, it looks like a jungle gym. Um, and I will spend 20, 30 minutes there stretching and I love it. And just stretching alone, I felt major, major differences in how I feel and how I also work out. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit how my journey has been going. I think it's just, you know, we all have to understand, I think we should all have goals, right? Before we do anything, before we start a new nutrition regimen or workout regimen if we don't have a goal we sometimes can lose sight of what we're doing and why so uh more power to you doc mock yeah. for you know being evolving right and growing yeah right you gotta evolve as a species right and yeah, you gotta absolutely. like you can't just take the bro split as what it is yeah. or look at instagram you know influencer a and see that they have a six pack and that program is going to work for you it's not right yeah you know i'm approaching 40 very rapidly here you know yeah. halloween the day after halloween i'll be 40 
And nobody's talking about what to do for our demographic with working mm. out in the long term, right? Mm-hmm. Working out for life. And stretching is not sexy. It's not going to get you hits on Twitter. It's not going to yeah. get you likes. It's not, not cool. going to get you retweeted. But but that is the key to success, Jackie P. You're, you hit the nail on the head. Is like making stretching a priority as we get older is so, so important. And adapting. To the changes that we have, you know, you're not going to put on raw muscle as quickly as you are when you're 20, right? That's just mm-hmm. the way that we are biologically. So I think that, you know, you're wise in knowing what's working for you and really harnessing that ability to, to stretch and work on, you know, your mobility, because that's, what's going to do the things that's really important in life. Yeah. Stretch folks. Listen, if, uh, uh, what's his name again? Stay. He's like, stay hard. Uh, uh, the, he was like the Marine. He did the Marine. Oh, uh, uh, oh, David Goggins. I don't know if you know who he is. He had his thing. He said he never stretched everything. He started stretching, I think at 40 and yeah. he's haven't had an injury since like, yeah. and he runs these crazy thousand mile races or hundred mile races. So if that guy who is, I think just a whole different level of just, beast yeah if he's stretching i mean we should all be stretching and i mean i think i think jackie Peter, like just to jump on that that topic like the world of recovery has changed over the last 10 years right the the orthopedist that kind of coined the rice regimen that we use Mm -hmm. for athletic recovery has redacted his point about icing your joints to recover Mm -hmm. from an athletic injury because it slows the actual recovery process. I mean, if you're an elite athlete and you are doing a Olympic exercise in the morning and you have to compete in the afternoon, by all means, ice those joints. But for the, for us regular folks, us regular humans, icing is actually inhibiting things as are anti-inflammatory drugs, I, mm. I think. I mean, the gut is central to a lot of health and yeah, NSAIDs like ibuprofen and Motrin and Leave and Advil and et cetera. And all those things really create a leak in our gut. And um, you're really inhibiting your athletic performance by taking those medications. So, oh, my omega-3 comes mm-hmm. up time and time again as, as a hero in the anti-inflammatory world. And I use magnesium lotion a lot to recover too. I think it's a good topical muscle relaxant that's natural. Yeah, that's, you know, and, you know, you talk, you bring up, your, I mean, it's, it's hard for you not to bring up the gut, you know, you as a person, Doc Mock, but also if we're speaking about health, right, because the gut is tied to everything, which brings me to our first myth, right? Yeah. And I read this and I was like, I wish I could see Doc Mock's face oh my the God. first time he read <laughs> right? But there was an article and Doc Mock, please, you can fill in the gaps here if onto it but essentially this article said you know colonoscopy study essentially shows like i forgot what the metrics were because i was too busy laughing at the absurdity of it so if you could bring it up but basically there was a study that was released very recently basically just saying colonoscopies don't work and that people should be more hesitant to uh have the procedure done um and that they're not good at finding issues with your uh, 
you know, you know, with, with your gastrointestinal issues. And I read this and I knew, <laughs> I knew that Doc Mock probably saw this before me and there must've been steam coming out of his ears. So, yeah. I mean, Doc Mock, would you like to a- address this and, and, and bust the first myth of right. Tonight? So in the new England journal of medicine, which is one of our top journals, just recently on October 9th, there was an article that was put out by Brett Howard at all. It's a study, a large study out of uh, Norway and Sweden of over 84,000 patients, a very large amount of people. And what they randomized people to is um, screening colonoscopy or quote unquote, usual care. What they looked at were a number of outcomes, including, um, you know, risk reduction, mortality, colonoscopy-related adverse events. So we can always put a tear in the bowel or cause bleeding anytime we remove a polyp or do a colonoscopy. That risk is roughly less than one out of a thousand in most um, prior studies. And they also looked at risk of death um, from usual care versus colonoscopy. And what they found and what the headlines and what mainstream media has latched onto is that there is no difference in death related to colon cancer for um, usual care group versus colonoscopy alone. So <laughs> what is colon <laughs> what is colon cancer and and you know what impacts death? And what does all of the prior data show? So there have been studies like this. You know, these are kind of like attention grabbers. They're like clickbait. Um, colon cancer is a long game. So unlike a lot of cancers, you know, colon cancer is uh, a polyp will turn into a colon cancer over the period of about five to ten years. And so, you know, colon cancer screening in all of the other studies prior to this one has shown great impact. And it's because we can remove polyps before they turn into cancer rather than affecting cancer alone. And I would say, you know, it sounds weird, Jackie P, but of the cancers to have, colon cancer is a relatively good one and people overall do pretty well. Uh, Even with stage four disease with metastasis in lungs or liver, people can still get surgery and live for, for a very, very long time with a great quality of life. So for this study to assert a difference in mortality when perhaps, you know, that's not really the, the, the tagline, um, I don't know that it really hits on the value of colon cancer screening when in fact, you know, you may be removing polyps and preventing cancer from even occurring, which is really the benefit of colon mm-hmm. cancer screening. I had an issue with this Jackie P when I was a, a fellow, you know, um, in 2016, we reviewed the article for a commercially available at home stool-based colon cancer screening. And they published this data and this, that their study, their publishing of the, the data of that uh, commercially available colon cancer screening stool test led to its approval by the FDA. And now it's a pretty common place in the algorithm. So what this study showed is that essentially this stool test misses 8% of colon cancers. But what they say is that they detect 92% of colon cancers Mm. and put a happy box walking on the beach on TV and everybody's happy and you you don't have to come in for a colonoscopy. And, and so, you know, I, I think that the new England journal is, has something against gastroenterologists, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
you know, all of us, I hate to, to break it to, to you, New England Journal of Medicine, but we're not starving for business. We have plenty of other things that we can be doing with our time. Um, but it's really irresponsible of them to put out a study like this um, and kind of miss the point of colonoscopy and what it does for colon cancer, which is lowering as a result of colonoscopy and early detection and removal of cancers. And you can talk to any patient that's had one of these exams and is living a long and happy life and they will firmly advocate against this point. So I'm off my soapbox. Church. Snapping. Yeah, I don't know if you can exactly. Up, <laughs> exactly. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com slash rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. You know, folks, I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, if there is something where there is a concern of a symptom that may possibly lead to cancer, and I'm, not, I'm speaking for myself, Jackie P, the layman, but I'd prefer to overtest than undertest. Yep. Uh, you know, and of course there are risks associated with everything, but there's also a risk associated with not checking. So, uh, you know, way, you know, there, there are a lot of pros and cons and wait, but, uh, be careful of what you read and what the studies are. Right. Because I think there's just like how doc mock pointed out, you can easily spin something by just, you know, speaking from the other side of the table. Right. Um, yep. But yeah, we're gonna leave that leave that alone. If talk to your, you know, your 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 doctor and your 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 physical, uh, your physical. Listen to me, your primary care physician and your GI doctor, and make sure that you're doing the right thing for yourself. Yeah, sometimes death is not the best outcome, right? Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. want life to yeah, be exactly. the best outcome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, eight um, percent also to me is a very large percent in the mm-hmm. medical field. Like when I hear of risk of certain things, like you said, one out of a thousand, right? That's a, Mm -hmm. that's a fraction of percent. So 8% is pretty high. That's a big miss rate. That's a big miss. Yeah. That's like one out of 12, really. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, so, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but let's, let's move on more myths. Yeah. There's a ton of them out here. (laughs) Something less scary than this. Something less scary. (laughs) Um, here's one that I heard today at the gym stretching. Uh, I heard someone say that, oh, I didn't work out over the summer and all my muscle is turning into fat. Um, and I, Doc Mock is shaking his head because he's already upset. And also, you know what? Hey. Scientists and 
physics experts will also probably be like, matter doesn't just change into different types of matter, right? It's almost, <laughs> a, almost a science thing as well, right? Like, right. Uh, but Dr. Mike, maybe, you know what, let's peel back. Why do you think people would feel, or do you, where do you think the source of this myth came from, that if you're not working out, your muscle turns into fat? It's a sheer lack of the understanding of how we're created and wired as human beings. So when we are born, we are born with the, you know, muscle fibers that will exist throughout most of our life. And these muscle fibers are capable of dividing and growing um, what we call hypertrophy, right? And, and muscle fibers can grow concentrically, meaning they can get bigger around or they can also get longer, or they, they can also switch the type of muscle fiber that, that they are. So they can turn from a fast twitch, you know, meaning like a powerlifting sort of fiber to a endurance fiber, right? One that'll help you run a long distance. But that muscle fiber is completely incapable of redesignating itself into an adipocyte or a fat cell. That is physically impossible, right? Yeah. Right. We have we have cell we have stem cells. Everybody knows what a stem cell is, and these are cells that are um, not kind of designated as what type of cell they're going to turn into. But that's a finite amount of cells in our body that is able to do that. And so, what happens when you don't use your muscles is they shrink, right? All that hypertrophy, that bigness of those cells goes down and then you intake excess amounts of calories and carbohydrate and that grows your fat cells. And so it looks like in those areas that you've lost muscle and gained fat, which is true, but it's not that the cells themselves have decided like, fuck this muscle thing. I'm going to yeah. turn into, I think that may be the first time I've cursed on this podcast. I was about to say, doc, <laughs> you know what it is? that study has really gotten you rattled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But it's impossible. Yeah. I, False. I, I, I also dare say, just the story of the person, and I'm not judging, live your best life, have summer, you know, like do your thing. But yeah. I can only assume if you haven't worked out all summer and you've probably been eating, carrying on, going on vacation, having happy hours, right? In Philly, we have sips. So everyone comes out on Wednesday night. So like you've probably been putting in more of that junk in your body as well, which is accelerating the fat growth, which is do you boo-boo, live your best life. Um, yeah. But you know, your, your muscles your muscles are there to help you and they're, and they're just... Yeah, don't blame them. Yeah, don't blame them. muscles. You know, thank your muscles, you know? Yeah, they're just on a vacation, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.